Hey guys, Steve here. I wanted to tell you about today's sponsor, Nux. It's Nux 3-in-1 Refresher Spray. It's a moisture-absorbing spray that's designed specifically for men, especially the undercarriage guys. I mean, on a summer day, if you've ever been out and about, get all sweaty and sticky, but you don't have time to take a shower, this is the answer. I'm sure you've had that experience, guys, and it sucks. So I want to tell you, this is a game changer. You can use it on your armpits. You know, you can put it on clothing, sports pads, pretty much anything that collects moisture. They actually design this stuff for military applications. So tactical gear, anything that you don't want sticky and uh, you don't want to stink. So uh, visit MyNux.com. And, you know, I want to let you know that it has no aluminum ingredients. It's tested to be safe and effective. And it comes in scented or unscented varieties. So, again... That's MyNux.com. That's MyKNUCKS.com. Bradley, just coming off Boss to Boss podcast with my boy Miro. Folks, if you want to hear a badass episode, man, listen to this one. So tell me, how do you, how do you sell shitty products? Not saying yours is, I'm just saying out there in the world of sales, how do you sell a shitty product? Well, I would recommend that you don't. What, if, would, what if it's life or death and you need to sell because you need to be alive? How do you sell that? Well, I would sell that by uh, looking for people that need shitty products. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't like to fight uphill battles. So at the end of the, you know, if you have a shitty product, you shouldn't be selling it. But if, you, if it's life or death or like it's the only option, which again, I refuse to believe, but it's your show, let's talk hypothetical. Yeah. I would ultimately, um, you know, find the good in that product and find the value in that product. Even though it may be a shitty product, I would find the good and the value and, 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 and focus on it. Uh, you know, map it, to a, map it to a customer's pain points and figure out, you know, how do I raise the value of the product beyond the value of their money? You sell a shitty product just like you sell a good one. However, mm -hmm. I just wouldn't recommend selling shitty products. I mean, the thing I'm kind of like aiming towards, if you could sense my feel, like I'm talking about like a lot of MLM type stuff, you know, constantly pushing things, constantly getting you up to the new hype, new thing. Uh, but so many people do it. You know, I guess salesmen th themselves well, get sold. Yeah. I mean, there's so many products out there. You don't have to sell shitty ones. Um, if you believe in it, then it wouldn't be shitty to you. It might be shitty to others. However, um, you know, if, if I were forced to sell a shitty product, I would figure out how to improve the product. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, I would improve the product to where it was not a shitty product. Mm -hmm. All products can be improved. You just listen to customers and, you know, use, use, common sense and listen to feedback and, you know, innovate and stay cutting edge and always try to solve problems for your customers. But when you say a shitty product, like I don't even know how to sell a shitty product. I would assume you sell it just like a good one. It's just not going to work very well because your product's shitty, but improve it, man. Or, or just apply the, the resources. You know, I have something called closer school that I put out there to kind of model for my clients. Mm -hmm where I talk about the foundation of sales, it doesn't really stop the foundation of sales. How you close a deal and how you get past an objection is the same regardless of quality of product. But, but that makes it, what makes it easier is finding a product that you can get behind and that you believe in. So, I mean, it's a hard question, man. 
No, but, I, but when you say MLM, that's a business model. That's not a product. Yeah, MLM is a true. business model. And it's a damn good business model. And it's an easy one to have someone get started, you know, for very little money and with a little hard work and some time and some understanding of how they work, you know, you could literally find financial freedom. And it just because it's an MLM doesn't make it a shitty product. A shitty product makes it a shitty product. Good, good. Just but, just making you think. Brad, yeah, MLMs, man. MLMs, like no, there's there's a reason why they're around for as long as they if they as they've been. Yeah, and they get a bad rap a lot of times, but uh, that's that would be my answer, man. No, uh, and uh, Bradley, everybody here on Boss to Boss, be sure to check out his podcast, Dropping Bombs. You uh, you, you probably heard of it. Uh, it's constantly uh, constantly up there in the top hundreds, uh, top only, top everything. There's only seven people in Bangladesh that haven't heard about it. That's it. Yeah. I, I did not know you were ranked that high in Bangladesh, but man, I mean, you should promote the promote the shit out of that. <laughs> uh, I guess going kind of back to what I was uh, the question. I, I, I guess theoretically, now I'm thinking, you know, selling a shitty product, for example, wouldn't that because there's there's a lot of a lot of people that I guess sales sometimes gets a bad rep, right? A lot of drug abuse, a lot of alcohol abuse, right? It's kind of, I guess there's there's definitely been. I don't know if they correlate, but there's, you know, it's, I guess I've seen it in like studies or read it about it somewhere. You think maybe that could lead to where they just, uh, you know, fall in these cycles and then they'll sell, try to sell anything just to, you know, get the money for the next thing. Like, why do you think those are talked about together? Well, usually you have, you know, certain personality types that, that tend to gravitate towards sales and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those personality types you know, are addictive and high energy and obsessive. And, um, I think that that contributes. However, uh, you know, there's introverts that can be the best salespeople. I mean, sales is the foundational building block of anything successful. Anyone sells you have to sell your podcast. You have to sell your product. You have to sell yourself. You know, you have to sell other people to believe in your dream. You have to sell, you know, your, your significant other to support you while you're doing it. You have to sell yourself. I mean, learning sales and becoming proficient at sales is is key to to finding that success you're looking for, or to become a boss. To go from boss to boss, you have to you have to literally embrace sales. Too many people are afraid of it. I don't know why. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of fear. It always it always boils down to choices. You know what I'm saying? Like success, literally boils down to the choices that you make on a daily basis. Can you think of like your top five sales techniques? Like if you had to just throw, throw five out there, you know, whether it's like hiring management, the firing process, like what are your top five techniques you would, you would share? Techniques for what? Uh, just uh, for sales, like hiring the actual employees um, how to manage them, fire, you know, firing them just because it's such a, you know, it's such a key part to our industry and everything we do. And it's so big, um, I guess, more in that sense. Well, I mean, the, the main thing I would advise would be to train your people on a regular basis and train people effectively. A lot of times companies, you know, set people down in front of a video or, or let them hear somebody once or twice and they call that training that's not really a training that's exposing that's people to information that's my favorite you, know, you can't you can't just you can't just survive on exposure in fact you can get arrested for it 
you, you, you can be arrested for exposure. Yeah, we, we don't want to be arrested. <laughs> we you don't. literally can die from exposure. So most companies out there think they're training their, their team, but they're not really training. They're just exposing. In order to train, there has to be four ingredients, good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. Without those four things, it's not really training. And that's, that's how Lightspeed VT came about, right? You kind of yeah, built it on that foundation? I, I built it exactly for that reason because I was charging people $10,000 a day to train their sales team. And I realized that I wasn't really doing a very good job and I wasn't, you know, giving their money's worth. And so I, I either had to quit taking their money or figure out how to deliver what it is they were buying because I knew me showing up for a day, spending eight hours talking to all their sales guys, getting them all hyped up and leaving was not training. That's just exposing. I was exposing people. And they got excited and some people took some things and ran with it and sales went up for a little bit, but they never really lasted, especially with turnover and other things. And you know, when these people are paying you money to train their team, they're actually wanting you to train their team. They just don't realize that training is not a one day webinar or a one day workshop. You know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. Training is something you do, not something you did. So how do you feel about going to these workshops, you know, conferences, I guess? you know, where they do these one and two day trainings, you know, sort of say, and then they hype you up and then you come back home and you crush it for like a week or two and then back to being depressed again. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like the conferences for one reason and that's the network. You know, the more hands you shake, the more money you make, you know, if everybody would just go introduce themselves more, you know, the whole world would change. Somebody's out of a job, go to the mall, introduce yourself to 10 people, find out what they do, see if they'll pay you a commission to send them customers. And now you just have 10 jobs. You walk out of the mall with 10 jobs. It's impossible to not make money if, if you simplify things. Everybody mm-hmm. tries to make things too complicated. There's no, there's no magic in it, right? Introduce yourself every day to 10 new people. Simply ask them what they do. And when they say what they do, See if there's a little commission in it if you were to help them do what they do better. Like, for example, Miro, what do you do for a living? I remove people's junk and repurpose it. Now, let me ask you a question. If I could send you some people that want their junk removed, would there be any commission in that for me? Right away. See, now I'm in the removal of junk business. All I did is introduce myself. So, you know, people sitting around with excuses, dude, yeah. the excuses are are – the problem is people believe their own excuses when in reality, you know, the, it, it all boils down to the choices that you make every single day, man. You just need to learn how to make better choices. Everything's choices, man. Whether you're fat, remember you were saying that you got a little obese. Oh yeah. You know, which I've, you know, I've been freaking chubby and fat myself. Well, it's the choices we're making. Did I, did I eat the, did I choose the donut or did I choose the, Freaking healthy option. Did I choose the chicken fried steak smothered in country gravy? With two but it tastes so good. With two eggs over easy, sourdough, buttered up, little crispy side of bacon, some, some sausage links. I mean, come on, man. A little sort side of pancake or French toast. Like, dude, that's delicious, man. I love big breakfasts like that. However, we know it's not good for us. We know it's going to, in the future, lead to problems, whether they're health problems, physical appearance problems and then that leads to opportunity problems you know um, relationship problems ultimately it's just a choice man the reason people are in the situation they're in is because of the choices they made in the past 
Mm-hmm. So like people are always like, oh, why me? Why you? Because you made a stupid choice or you didn't make a choice. One of the two, because not making a choice is making a choice. But, but stupid choices need to be made because we need to learn from them, right? Well, they don't need to be made. If someone else can show you the right choices to make, why would you want to learn from them? I mean, this I'm is, sure this, they're this is why my book. I got a book coming out called The Hard Way. And the Hard Way? The Hard Way. It's lessons I learned the hard way so you don't have to. And ultimately, when that book hits the market, you know, everybody better pick up a copy because it's going to lay down simple things that most people miss in life. And, and then they go learn the hard way. So you're right. It's, you know, if you make mistakes, you can have a positive mindset and think, well, at least I learned. True. And again, if you're going to make mistakes, you should learn from them. Yeah. But you don't have to make the same mistakes other people have made doing the same things. I mean, like, you know, fire burns. You're right, Miro. I, I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't think so, go stick your hand in there and burn your hand and you know, you'll learn, but no, you don't have to, you don't have to do it to learn. You can learn by somebody else doing it and, and sharing that knowledge with you. There, so there had so, to be something though. There had to be something that you like went through that you're like, I, I want you to go through this because if you don't go through this, you're going to be the same person you always have been and you're not going to get anywhere. Well, sometimes you have to go through things like, like I can give you all the information in the world. And for some reason you just don't listen. That's most of us, right? Yep. You know, we already know the right choices to make. We just don't. Why? Because that breakfast is good. You know, I, I, I want to eat this food. Like I don't care about the, the ramifications. Okay. Well, if that's your mindset and quit bitching, I always say, dude, stop bitching about the situation that you're in because you put yourself there. Like you've made the choices or you've tolerated the things that are in your life that you don't want. You tolerate them or they wouldn't be there, which means you're tolerating everything in your life because if you refuse to tolerate something, it won't be there. So if someone says, well, I'm not making enough money, but we'll refuse to make that amount of money. And then guess what? You'll work harder. You'll work longer. You'll change jobs. You'll introduce yourself. You'll go out there. You'll make it happen. When someone says, well, I don't know how to make it happen. It goes back to ask somebody that does know how to make it happen. Pick up a book. You know, Google and the internet is at our fingertips. Everything. You can figure out how to literally build a rocket on Google. Oh, yeah. Wait, you actually can? You can Google the blueprints to an actual rocket and build a rocket on Google. You can Google anything damn near. So to, again, that's an excuse. Well, I don't know how to do it. Well, that's because you're not willing to try like, like Google try. And if you, if, well, I have no mentors, good, make mistakes, go out there, take action, learn. You'll, you'll end up right where you want to be, but to sit there and make excuses and do nothing, which is what most people do. They just find it easier to complain and blame and make excuses. It's easier to do that than it is to freaking take action, get bloody, figure it out, push, you know, come home exhausted, you know, manage priorities based on, you know, day-to-day things. People say there's balance. There's no balance. You just have to prioritize. But ultimately, it's all a choice and it's all, it's all simple stuff, man. People, people want to complicate the shit out of everything. There's nothing complicated about it. You want, you want me to teach you how to make double the money you're making right now? 
Uh, most people, I wouldn't complain. Most people, when I say this, are like, oh, duh, and, but it's the answer. And everybody wants to act like it's more difficult, but it isn't. You want to double the money you're making right now? Double what you're doing. Yeah, try harder. That's what I was going to say. Not try harder. Double what you're doing to make money. So let's say, for example, you know, I sell these phone cases. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I sell an average of 20 of them a month. Well, how do I sell 20 of these a month? Well, I stand there and 20 people walk up to me and I, buy, I sell them. Okay, good. So get 40 people to walk up to you and you'll probably sell twice as many and you'll make twice as much. People, then, then here come the excuses now. Ready? Well, here's all the reasons why that's not easy. Yes. Dude, nobody said it was easy. I said it was simple. Okay, simple and easy are two different things. It's simple. It's not rocket science. How do you double your money? You double what you're doing. If you're talking to 100 customers, talk to 200. If you can't figure out how to talk to 200, pick up a book, Google it. How do I increase traffic? Introduce yourself. Go to the mall. Increase attention. Increase awareness. Increase ad budget. You know, increase your ability. Get better at what you're doing. Do more, get better. That's how you double your income. People say, well, how do I maximize the level? You know, how do I get to the next level? I always say maximize the level you're on automatically puts you on the next level. What about the word of burnout? Like, you know, I'm already, I feel like, yeah, I want to double, but man, I'm like at capacity at times. And Okay, but you want, you want the truth? Yeah. Then I'd say, then shut the fuck up and take off your jersey. Like, dude, you're either in the game or you're not. You know, it's like, well, yeah. what about? Burnout. I'm already tired. Okay, then shut the fuck up and take off your jersey. Like you, you, you don't want to be in the game. Sit on down, son. It's like what people are looking for these answers when it's just obvious. Look, I don't want to work that hard. Good. Well, then you don't want what it is you actually say you want. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, dude, believe it or not, people don't even know what they want. Like if you really break down what is it you're trying to attain out of life, people don't know. They just, I just want to be rich. Dude, I've seen people get rich because that's what they focused on and they weren't happy. They weren't happy at all. You know why? Because they thought money was what they wanted. When in reality, money wasn't what they wanted. They actually wanted love. They actually wanted respect. They actually actually wanted vindication. Like there's so many things that that can affect someone's emotions. Money's just one of them. So again, you hand me $50 million cash, I'm happy. Why? Because I'm already happy in all these other areas. So money can buy me happiness because I just like more of it. Why? So I can help other people, so I can have more things, so I can learn more things, so I can go more places, so I can meet more people and just, you know, reinvest it and do it all over again. But for somebody to say, I'm working for somebody else because, okay, everything out of your mouth after because is an excuse. So again, I, I'm not mad at those people. Somebody needs to work, but then Somebody's I would gotta do it. Yeah. yeah, then I would say, then just shut up and take off the jersey. Quit, quit saying, throw me the ball, coach, when you don't want the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if you're working for someone right now and you want to freaking be your own boss, well, then quit. Yeah, but I got bills to pay. Well, then quit and get your ass busy. Or keep your job and do it on the side until, it, until that income surpasses the one that you have. Mm-hmm. There's all these ways to do it, but if you actually coach somebody, you'll start to see what I mean, where everybody has excuses. There's always an excuse 
Now the difference between a reason and an excuse is a reason is legit. Like, like, um, you know, I want to be, I want to play for the Lakers. Okay. Well, there's a reason I'm not playing for the Lakers, no matter how positive my ass gets. Okay. Yes. I'm not playing for the fucking Lakers because I'm not good enough to play for the Lakers. I know that's, I got it. I know I got it. I know a, got but, it. but dude, that's a reason. It's legit. Like I'm not good enough to play for the Lakers. It's legit. It's a reason. I'm not complaining, but at the end of the day, it's the truth. It's the reason. And that's a reason. An excuse mm -hmm. would be, I don't want to play for the Lakers or, or uh, I can't play for the Lakers because they won't audition me or they won't try me out or I can't get nowhere near the team to see if they like me or I don't want to get up and put that kind of work in on the courts to get my skills up. Those are excuses. There's the difference. And when people, when it comes to success, bro, most people have excuses. Their, their, their reality is based on excuses that they believe are reasons. Do you think that's the society that we live in? Just kind of like something that's yeah. instilled in us to kind of keep us from achieving our maximum potential because if too many people achieved, then where the hell would we all be, right? If too many people got all the good things, all the pretty we'd things. Be, we'd be in a better place. That's where we'd be. Think so? Absolutely, dude. But what if like, you don't think that there's a limit? No, I don't. There's, there, there is no limit. There's, if, there's more material that could be created from the material that's here. Like the, the whole universe is abundant, bro. There's, there's never a limit to anything, not time, not anything. Like you, you can create more and it's all created out of things that are already here. Right? Like think back in the 1600s. Mm -hmm. Do you think they ever thought a car or an airplane would be created? Probably no, definitely is no there, idea. Is there, is there a limit to how many airplanes there can be? But don't you think we slowed down? Like we could have been so much further than than we are now. Instead, we're sitting here repairing the same roads over and over, same buildings over and over. Instead of making things better, make them last while, and then working on newer, futuristic, like more advanced things. Yeah, well, I believe that's because we're not unified. There's, there's, there's powers out there working against you. If you're building a road, there's 10 people that don't want the road. So, so at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's, that's the game of life. But, but we're talking about, you know, why aren't people succeeding more or have the nerve to quit their job and go out and, and build one? It's mainly because they fear what might happen if they fail. So a lot of times, 100% the reason they don't quit is because, well, they don't want to lose. They don't want to be judged and they fear what might happen if they fail. But I try to get people to understand that it's all mindset and perspective. So why don't you try and fear what will happen if you don't try? Because staying the same forever is more scary to me yeah. than trying a few things and failing. Because I'm going to end up right back in the same position anyway. So, like, what, what do you really have to lose? Mm -hmm. You know, why would you be afraid to let go of something you don't want to go after something you do want? And your only excuse for not doing it is you might lose what it is you have. Well, you don't want what you have or you wouldn't be going after something else. Yeah. So, let go of what you want. Don't worry about it. And just focus on getting what you want. Don't worry about losing what you don't want. Was there, was there a time that you could kind of recall you took that big risk where you kind of put it all on the table? 
yeah, at 30 years old, I quit my job and went out and started Lightspeed. So this was what the says 18, 99, 19, 99. Okay. Years ago. Okay. Well, 99 is when I thought about it. 2000 is when I actually did it. Okay. Yeah. 2000 you started. Okay. And did you, did you like know that this was your calling and you're like, man, up the nine to five world. Like what, how'd you kind of, how did that moment come about? Well, I helped somebody kind of change their life and it kind of got me addicted to, to helping people. Before I was all about me, I just tried to get myself rich. I just tried to be successful for me. What can I get? What can I have? And then I kind of accidentally helped my buddy and it kind of changed his life. I watched his kids change and his wife change and the whole thing, man, I was like, and it was easy for me to do. So I thought, man, this is cool. I want to go help other people, you know, change their life, make more money, close more deals, live a better life, have better holidays, have better families, better relationships. So let me go, let me just go do this. And everyone said I was stupid. I had child support to pay. I had car payments to pay. I had, you know, two houses to pay for. And I just quit my job. And everyone said I was stupid for doing it. Well, I probably was stupid for doing it. But, but you know, so what? I did it anyway. And here I am. Now, would I go back to a car dealership? Sure. Like you can make $750 million a year running a car dealership. It's pretty good money. And if you're the dealer, you can make a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. So the car business isn't bad. I could go to timeshare, go sell timeshare. They make good money. I could go start an MLM and get a huge downline and make a bunch of money that way. I could go work with a lot of the friends that I have made doing what I do. So I'm not worried about what if Lightspeed fails. I've never been worried about that because I'm more worried about what if I don't try. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a mindset shift. Some people won't make a move because they're afraid of what happens if they fail. And I have the opposite. It's like I make moves because I'm afraid of what will happen if I don't. And if I don't make moves and I don't try, I'm going to have what I have. And I clearly don't want what I have. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wanting more or different things. And again, I don't like giving advice much only because. You never know people's circumstances. In some circumstances, I might tell people, keep your damn nine to five. But that shouldn't stop you from starting a business on the side because nine to five is only 40 hours. As we know, we got way more than that. You can start a business on the side, hire people. You won't make as much because you have to give it to them to do the job. But at the end of the day, you know, if you really want to quit your job and, and, and work for yourself, start a business, man. Like, what's so hard about that? Ask your listeners. I ask your listeners, you know, you want to start a business? Then why haven't you? Like, what is so difficult about starting a business? Go get yourself a business license, come up with an idea, a product or a service, start talking about it and promoting it. And you just, you're now a boss. Like, how hard is that? It's easy. It, it seriously is. I mean, there's not too much cost that goes into it, especially if it's a service. You could literally start up a service just sitting here and putting up, putting out a video, whatever. It's yeah. It's, so listen, I'm, how many how many of your users are sitting here going, yeah, easy for you to say? No, it's easy for anyone to do. People say, well, I live in Zimbabwe. I don't give a rat's ass where you live. There's some sort of commerce, some sort of situation that you can do wherever you're at. Now, 
I don't want to act like I'm, you know, a world traveler. I, I know that there's some depressed areas that, that probably the opportunities are slim, yeah. but I would move from there. Well, if I don't have any money to move, see, that's an excuse. Get on your feet and start walking that way. Well, what if I get hungry? You're hungry sitting here. Like, I don't understand people in those like desert areas that, you know, don't have any running yeah. water and they don't have any food and there's a little community and they, 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 they just stay there. It's like, dude, walk that way. Maybe there's greener pastures. Maybe there's more animals. Maybe there's cleaner water. Maybe there's people that need things done that you will do that they don't want to do and you can charge them or trade them. But just sitting there, you're just sitting there, it, it makes no sense. Get off your ass, son. That's 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 the point. Get off your ass. Pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely easier said than done. I mean it's yeah, well, dude, it's, that's why that's why we're called bosses. Exactly, exactly. You gotta boss. <laughs> you got to become a boss. It's all about that. No, but I mean it's not just being an actual owner. You know, taking control of your life because I'm sure yeah, you could be in a business and you could be at the bust you know, manager, I guess. And that's what you're comfortable with, right? That's what you're happy with. And somebody's got to do it. Uh, is there, is there like a deal breaker when you're doing a sales pitch or, you know, you're, you're part of one, you're, you're hearing one, what's this, what's a deal breaker, something you hear often and you're like, no chance click, like I'm out of here. Well, I mean, obviously dishonesty. Um, what, but, but when I see people that are amateur, you know, I, I tend to try to help them correct their, their game, their pitch. You know, at the end of the day, man, it's all building relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, people buy products because of the, of, the, of the solution that it provides. They don't buy the product for any other reason. So, you know, you can say you sold somebody something. Well, all you really did was explain how that product is going to make their life better in some way. That's all you did. So, I mean, think about it. You know, if I'm selling alcohol you know, or cars or, you know, water or pens or podcasts or whatever, you know, how does this product or service help somebody improve their life or situation? And usually that's all it takes. So a deal breaker to me is dishonesty, mm -hmm. right? Lack of integrity. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a lot of challenges people have when they call like, you know, reading a scripted pitch over the phone. Uh, I hate that. I did that for a while. I was a telemarketer and that's how I started, but I feel like I it was. I, I'd, hang start. Up, I'd hang up on people that had a canned pitch. Like if you want to read their, read your script and then internalize it and then, and then speak it like a human being, I'd listen. But like, I don't listen to, hello, Mr. Bradley. My name is Jeffrey. I am calling you from Amazon. Is now a good time? Okay, I have three. You know, you can tell them. I don't like those. I almost, I almost feel less guilty hanging up on people because I, I know that that's just a, a routine, a motion that they're going through. They're, they shouldn't be taking hangups personally. So can you sell me on the good on alcohol right now as to why I should be buying more? Well, it's funny that you say that. Um, first of all, I would find out who you are and what you value, and then I would be able to sell you some alcohol. But short of, you know, having a conversation with you about that to, to determine what you value in your life. Um, I, coincidentally, I'm starting to think, you know, the opposite of alcohol. Like I can't believe alcohol and I drank, mm -hmm. 
vodka soda, two lemons, freaking, you know, tequila, champagne, Opus One, came a special select. Dude, I got my favorites. And I only drink to get drunk, too. Like, why, why, why drink otherwise? Oh, I forgot, to an- I forgot to put in one uh, disclosure. Can you answer this question in your, uh, in your sexy Bradley uh, voice that you've been incorporating on your podcast? You, who, who's saying it's sexy? You, Miro? <laughs> no, you, man. I mean, that's, that's your new that's – your, that's what I expected this whole interview to be like. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but I've never said it was sexy. You, you're saying that. You must, oh, have, you must have a crush on me, bro. No, no. It was, uh, it was like one of the first – was it one of your last episodes? Yeah, I do. I do uh, the voiceover. I, the voiceover when, talk. When I do the headphones, I do, I do sometimes sound a little very whitish. But uh, what do you want to know? Oh, no. I just was trying to see how you can sell me on, on alcohol. <laughs> well, again, so, so how I would sell you on alcohol is I would find out what yeah. – value and then i would raise the value of the alcohol more than the value of your money but lately i've been questioning alcohol altogether it's like why is it when we win we celebrate by dumping poison down our bodies so true it's like hey let's celebrate and i want to celebrate the win that i just had in real life so let me drink and get rid of the reality of winning so it's like alcohol is not very good for you. If I were going to sell you on alcohol, I would sell it uh, as an investment. In other words, dude, there's a lot of idiots out there that drink all day and you can make money with this. Matter right. of fact, matter of fact, this bottle right here, someone gave me as a gift. Mm-hmm. Okay? People will pay. I don't even know how much they'll pay. If I Google it, I'll find out. But I can sell you this for half of what it costs in any liquor store. You want to make some money? And then I'll resell it again. Well, you go, you go resell it, but I'll sell it to you for half. You can buy it for you. You can sell it to the people that want it. Let's do it. I just sold you alcohol. You just saw me sell you alcohol. Cause uh, I know, you, you, I, know you, I know you want money. No. Yeah. I, money, money always helps. Um, but see, yeah. but see how I position the alcohol to, to be towards what you want. You want money. You know, you don't sell alcohol like this, bro. You want to buy this for 50 bucks. You can drink it and puke and feel like shit the next day. And it's gone. Yeah. And then you won't have it anymore. And your girlfriend will probably dump you and your parents will be embarrassed of you. You might end up in jail too. You want this? You don't do it like that. You figure out what it is they value in their lives. And then you show them how the product can help them get what they value. You value money. You say, Hey man, I'd love to make some more money. Well, dude, this right here can help you make more money. Let me show you how. And so that's how I'd sell it to you or to someone that, you know, maybe didn't drink. You said that like as if you didn't drink. No, man, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, no, we, uh, we did. I think we had a shot in Vegas. Uh, when was that? During Thrive, like a couple years ago, I want to say. It was the ice box. That was 10X. 10x, yeah, 10x. Yep, yep. The fornication under the king story. I'll, I won't ever forget that. That's right. You remember that. That was good. That was good stuff. Uh, well, now, now we're moving on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. You know, th- this is where like the little weird thing comes in and there's a voiceover and you can't really hear it right now. But Steve Wiley, my producer. He's known as the leg breaker. So he, he roams around in my studio. He's like in the back walking around. I try not to disturb him, but you get five seconds to answer uh, each question just to initiate an answer. Otherwise, he comes out and 
I don't want to have to deal with him. I personally don't, I don't like looking at him. So I don't want to, he just, he produces the stuff. He's great at what he does, but I don't want to, I don't want to talk to him. So without further ado, what is your favorite book? Think and Grow Rich. That's a very popular answer here. Your favorite podcast. Dropping Bombs. Can't be your own. Oh, um, MFCEO Project. I knew it. I knew it. Favorite movie? True Romance. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? Can't be a person. Um, a helicopter with a full tank of gas. <laughs> There's nobody else out there, man. You're going to be going in circles and circles. What do you mean? I, I, fly, I fly off the island. Yeah, but you're like the only one left, man. Okay, uh, I bring a yacht. That's, that, that, I like that. Full kitchen. So if you had an unlimited amount of money and you could start up any business you wanted to, can't be your own, what would it be? Well, I do have unlimited amounts of money. Um, I would say I would start an orphanage. And where? Why? Just to help kids that are being abused and misled. If uh, if you were to you know say there was one thing that you consumed every day it could be something you like ate or drink or just wore, but it made you you and you can't go a day without it. What is it? Water. <laughs> Damn! Wait! 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 To go off the charts with that answer. I mean. Well, I mean, you know, the only thing I do every day, no matter what, is water. Like every day, I'm drinking water, for sure. And, you know, I don't know if it makes me me, but I think it makes us all, all of us. Um, so I didn't know if, like, you were thinking, like, you know, oh, every day I have to have my vape. Or every day I have to have, you know, I don't have to have anything. I'm not addictive. But that's a good question. I think that, that makes me me, I, it, does it, is it a product or, like, what? Yeah, I mean, some people wear like some necklace or some chain on them. So you know, some people consume like this. Yeah, I don't. I don't let latte, my. Yeah, I just don't. Shot of ginger every morning that they need. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really weird like that. I, you know, I don't need anything to define me. Um, I need. Uh, I need my health. Is really like that. Th that's the number one thing, folks. Like, if you really want to, you know, get to the bottom of the facts. The facts are this. Your health's number one. So if you wake up every morning and you don't invest in your health bank account, you know, your actual bank account's irrelevant. So what you want to do is you want to wake up, you want to put an hour a day into your health, and that includes mental health, that includes physical health. And then no matter what you do, invest in that bank account every single day. Even if, because, because like me, like I don't have a six pack of abs, but I'm also not, you know, all round and, and, and unhealthy to where like I have medical issues. So I would just tell everybody, you know, to, to focus on their health because you think you want money and you think you want success and you think you want to work for yourself. When in reality, sometimes the stress and, and, the, and the agony and the, you know, brain damage of working for yourself could literally affect your health. And then it's not worth it. Look, there's people out there that can, that can, that can do it. And there's some people that, that they're not very good at pressure. So I would, again, I mean, working for someone else doesn't make you bad. 
you know, working for somebody else. Like, again, if, if anything happened to Lightspeed, I'd go work for someone else. I'm not too proud to work for someone else, someone else that had an idea, got it going, and now it's successful, and I can help them be successful. You know, as long as, they're, as long as the compensation makes sense, you know, and it's fair, dude, I'll work for someone else for the rest of my life. It doesn't have to be I need to work for myself. I just know that um, I'm, I'm hard to employ. Like, I don't, I don't like being told what to do for anything, like for any reason. My dad told me to mow the lawn when I was 16, and I didn't like it, so I didn't. And so he told me to leave and kick me out of the house. Damn. And basically, I could come back home if I mow the lawn. Well, the way he did it, I don't like being told what to do. So I am kind of unemployable in that regard. But then again, I have families, I have responsibilities, and I, and I already realized that everything else is an excuse. So if I need to work for someone else, Dude, it doesn't make me a bad person. I, I, I could work for someone else for the rest of my life and be completely content and happy with not being a boss. Although, we're all bosses of our own lives. You see what I'm saying? So even if you go to work nine to five and you come home, you're, you're, you're a boss of your own company, which is you. You know, Are you a good boss or a bad boss? That's the question. And it really boils down to are you making good choices or bad choices? Because your whole life culminates yeah. from the choices that you're making on a day-to-day -day basis. Is entrepreneurism a fad? Um, I don't think so. I think, I think people calling themselves that is a fad. Like, I, again, people always say, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, what does that even mean? Like, you right. know, I, I say I'm a businessman. But at the end of the day, shit, I, you know. I don't think it's a dirty word. Call me an entrepreneur. Usually entrepreneur in my mind means that like you take risks, abnormally high risks. And that's matter of fact, let's Google it. Um, you take abnormally high risks and that's me. That, that is me. So I guess I am an entrepreneur. Even if I'm working for you, I'm still an entrepreneur. Let's see the old definition of entrepreneur. Process of designing, launching and running a new business. Is that it? I mean, there's a few different kind. Entrepreneurship is the yeah. process of designing, launching, and running a new business. Okay, so that so then I'm not an entrepreneur because I'm not running a new business. My business is 20 years old. So what time do you stop being an entrepreneur? Right. Well, or it says talks up uh, innovating ideas that identifies the need for creation of a business to feel a void. Okay, well that's me. Yeah. So it really could be anything, but I mean. I guess entrepreneurism is like the hot thing, right? It's the sexy thing to do right now. All over well, you know, I think that's, I think that's only because social media is so easily available to all of us. You can connect people and really, um, you know, commerce is based off of connection. It is. We're never been more connected until now. A lot of people, they really don't feel like working at a cubicle. You know, they want to go out, they want to, they want to see the world, you know, they see people out seeing the world, even though a lot of it's fake and they're just seeing the highlight reels, you know, and they, and they feel like, you know, they're stuck in a, in a job or in a cubicle. Number one, they don't realize that half of what they're watching on social media is fake. It's their highlights. That's not really how their life is. Oh yeah. And so now they're comparing themselves instead of preparing themselves. So at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of advice I would give when it comes to that nonsense. However, that's why I think it's, it's cool now. It's because, man, with a video camera and, and a couple of good ideas and a couple of, 
you know, friends that you can cruise around the world with. And next thing you know, it's easy to make money from digital media and things like that. Man, why would you want a job? I wouldn't. Especially, especially if I was a young man, 21 years old. Shit, dude, I'd want to be out living. Living, I tell you. <laughs> yes. So now, now that we all know you've had your cup of coffee, how do you drink your coffee? I don't drink coffee anymore. Oh, why is that? Uh, for some reason, when I start working out, I started working out a couple weeks ago. I don't drink coffee. Um, but if I do drink coffee, I let, you know, I got to have it with cream. I don't do it black, like black coffee, plain tastes like ass. Um, you got to have cream, usually hazelnut cream. Nice. Uh, but if I go to Starbucks, like, you know, a little cream, a little, little, little sweetener, you get your caramel macchiatos cloud iced. No, that's, that's no, no, no you don't no, go that far, right? That's too much sugar, that's too much sweets. Like coffee is good if you dump, dump some cream in it and turn it to where it's like, you know, tan, mm -hmm. then, you know, with some sugar or sweetener, then it's good. But that's how I drink the coffee. If I'm going to drink it at all. Did I catch that right? Did you just said you started working out a couple of weeks ago? That's right. So you never worked out prior? Well, I mean, you know, not consistently. <laughs> Got it. Not no. consistently, dude. I would, I would do the same shit. I'm telling everybody else they're doing wrong. See, that's how I know. Cause I've already been there and done that. Like most people, first of all, they don't realize I'm 50. Second of all, they don't realize I've already lived a hundred lifetimes in that 50 years. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes and, and learned from every one of them. So it's almost like, you know, I'm a walking example of what not to do, but because I did so many things, I finally found what you should do. And, you know, looking forward, it's hard to see. The only reason I know exactly what to do now is because I can look back and see what I did right and see what I did wrong. And then I can tell people, you know, if you're doing this, go do this. Like I asked somebody the other day, you know, what do you really want out of life? He said he wanted, he wanted to make a million dollars. And I said, and it was, so I started talking to him. So I told him exactly what to do and who to call. He, he didn't want to do any of it or call anybody. And it's like, okay, good. So there's more than one way to make a million dollars, right? Good luck. So that's what I told him. And he's like, whoa. It's like, bro, I only know what I know. I don't know the whole, what the whole world knows. Go out and find who it is that's doing what you want to do and freaking model what they're doing. Exactly. Like action causes like results. You know, if, if you want to be a bodybuilder, go to the gym and look at the bodybuilders, eat what they eat, do what they do. And I bet you anything pretty soon you'll have that body you're talking about or you supposedly want. Yeah. Same thing with money. Same thing with love. Same thing with relationships. Same thing with spirituality, man. You just got to figure out what you want. That's sometimes the hardest thing to do. But once you figure it out, man, the next thing to do is to pull the trigger. Quit being a pussy. Quit being afraid. Quit being nervous. Quit being fearful of what might happen. Because 98% of the time, it won't happen. Exactly. Time will pass you by, and you're only going to live in regret. Yeah, most, most times, dude, people fear things that will never happen. Like, they feel, well, what if this happens? And that will never happen, hardly. But then sometimes, you know, exactly what they fear, bust them right in the mouth, and it's like, damn, I knew that was going to happen. Well, you took a shot, right? Now pivot 
and try it again. And pretty soon you're, you're miles down the road going, man, I, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got hit in the mouth. Cause if I never would have went forward, I never would have pivoted. And if I never pivoted, I'd never be where I'm at today. So again, ask any successful person, any successful person in the world. And they're going to tell you that they had to take action because when it boils down to it, man, you're either going to take a chance or work for someone who does take your pick. And last but not least, if we had a business meeting right now in person and I showed up with socks and sandals, how seriously would you take me? I'd take you seriously. No. Yeah. Goodbye. Cool. No, I, I, I would really noted. Next See, time. I'm, look, I'm rare. Most people won't. So oh, if you're trying to get no. me to tell you to not do it, um, common sense tells you to dress the part, be appropriate with, with what you're wearing. But, but at the end of the day, I'm a unique individual where I don't judge people. I mean, look at Zuckerberg, dude. He could have a meeting, have a hoodie on, and he could buy my company 10 times over, 1,000 times over. So I don't judge people based on how they dress. I judge people based on what they do, what they've done, and what they, they want to do. So if you walked in with sandals and socks, I'd laugh because who the fuck wears socks with sandals? However, short of sort of a fashion faux pas, I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge you on that. I'd take you seriously. You know, I might, I might, I might uh, be a little more relaxed in that meeting because you walk in kind of cool and, and relaxed. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you survived. I survived. Well, you didn't have to worry. I had to worry because I was going to deal with Steve over here, but he he was cool with the answers. He liked he liked where you were going, so we're good. We're good. Cool. All right, man. Bradley uh, of Dropping Bombs Podcast. Um, be sure to be sure to check him out. Uh, Bradley.com, DroppingBombs.com, just to find more. Um, and and the book that's on the way, right? The Hard Way. Yeah. If you ever hear about that hard book, way. the Hard Way. You better. You better. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a pleasure having you on. If uh, you have any closing thoughts, you know, the mic is yours. Definitely been a pleasure and looking forward to, you know, connecting more in the future. See, uh, see where things turn up. Yeah, no, likewise, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I mean, so I'm always honored when people want me to talk on their podcast because that must mean I'm, I'm interesting in some way. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate your interest, man. Yes, thanks for having you guys, you guys listening again. Folks, if you're listening to this because you're trying to figure out how to be how to go from boss to a boss, pull the trigger, take some action, stop being afraid, stop worrying, stop listening to your own excuses because excuses are not reasons. They're just excuses. If, if there's a will, there's a way. You've heard it. It's cliche, but it's also true. I mean, just make it happen, man. It's not rocket science. Quit overcomplicate things. And remember to always, always do what you say. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>